0: Hey guys, uh, this is Kurt Oriel, uh, MetaBasicNC and Alex Huerta from CME Realty. Um, We're just here going to talk about uh, new developments in Manhattan. Um, You know, how they started, how they gained a lot of traction in the past 20, 30 years, how the market has ebbed and flowed, a lot of new inventory. There are certain times when there was no inventory, stuff was selling really fast and then stuff just sat for a long time. Um, kind of get into the psychology of how these developers are building stuff so quickly, how they sell, um, you know, and just kind of trace it from, from the beginning when uh, Meta got into the industry about 25, 30 years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, how did you how did you first come across new development? How did you get into the sales with that? Are they different from, you know, regular sales? I guess let's just start from the beginning in the early
1: 90s. Sure. I started doing sales in 95 with uh, Mercedes Burke, Elizabeth Omides. It was just me and Liz, 67 and Madison Avenue. Um, 95, 96, 94 was a very bad market. I mean, we couldn't give anything away on Madison Avenue. Retail was horrible, nothing was happening, and the magic number for the condominiums was about 500 bucks. Wow. Yeah, co-ops were less, and there weren't much new development around. I mean, I sold a Park Avenue apartment at 500 Park Avenue, 2,000 feet, uh, with great views. You could see all the way to LaGuardia. She still has the apartment. She paid 1250000 um, oh for God, 2,016 feet. That was about 600 bucks. I mean, it was Park Avenue and fifty nine Street. She bought it on the spot. And uh, th- that was 600 bucks. Co-ops were less. 600 bucks a foot. Roughly, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, 2,000 feet. I think you can buy garbage cans for that price. <laughs> well, I don't know. And, um, but, that, you know, the condos were... Around five, six hundred bucks, co-ops were a little bit less. I had another client, he said, I'm not paying these crazy prices, I'm not paying anything over five hundred bucks a foot, I'll buy a co-op, he was a big Wall Street guy, he made a lot of money, trader, good guy, John, and you know, we got him a pre-war co-op on Lexington and uh, 67, 66 Street. he paid about five hundred bucks a foot, but it was a beautiful co-op, pre-war. Was that the Westbury? No. And the Westbury came on the market around the th- uh, around 2000. I could be off by a year. It could be 99. So and we're
0: fast forwarding five years now.
1: Well, that was the figure and nothing was happening. Market started to pick up around 97, 98. The market definitely got stronger. There was a lot less inventory. The stuff we couldn't give away on Madison Avenue started to sell and new developments started to come on the market. And then in came Westbury. We did a deal with a friend of Liz, Isabel, the great girl. And then all of a sudden we were sitting in the office, we got a call from the lawyer, and Liz put her on speakerphone. She said, $1,000 a foot, are you guys out of your mind? She was trying to kill the deal. We said, no, oh, this is the price, and so on, 1000 $1, is unheard of. I mean, 1000 was a number that hadn't been pronounced before. It was the oh, Westbury. The
0: ceiling, right? Price, yeah.
1: I, I want. but that was a great product. Fifteen E sixty nine, the Westbury. Finally the buyer, Isabel, said, I want the apartment, just do your job, or something to that effect. And that's how she was able to buy it. To the lawyer, not to, to me the lawyer yeah. not to us. We wanted it done. Yeah. And she's been there ever since. And then related to Chatham. Wait, Chath- so are these
0: buildings like I mean, as we know, new development today where you walk in and it's like an incredibly awesome office, glass ceiling, all these... No,
1: I mean, Westbury was the Westbury Hotel. It has its charm. It's on Madison and 69. Today, it's still a great building, but everything has changed, you know, I mean, were
0: people like buying off of floor plans back then? I mean, how was...
1: She bought off of floor plans and that was the best thing around. I think at the same time, Zakendorf was doing 515 Park Avenue and there the prices were at least a thousand, probably more. They had bigger apartments. I think I called Stacy and I had a buyer, and just the numbers you pronounced today weren't unheard of. And Stacy said, Mateo, if your buyer doesn't have six million, don't even bring him here. We have park views, but he's got to have six. My buyer only had three. I said, okay, I just got off the phone. I mean, but those were bigger apartments, about 3,000 foot, six million, so that's. <clears throat> Only two thousand a foot, so five fifteen had to be a little bit later. So that's in the early two thousands. Yeah, and then right after that, in came the Time Warner and Beacon Court. Those were selling eighteen hundred dollars a foot. Time Warner was was the first thing that had hotel services. Eighty Columbus charged a little bit more than twenty five Columbus because they had the hotel services. But now we're into 2002, 2003. We were selling them from the Time Warner office. Um, at the, the building, sales office. At the sales well. office, which was uh, right by the Carnegie building. Um, and uh, those were 1800 You know, you could get something in Beacon Court for $1,700, $1,800 bucks a foot. And I think that was just about 2003 those were the prices but market had just started to come up so the market was really dead 94 95 96 most of 97 98 it started to pick up and we started to see more new development like the Westbury I can't remember exactly when 515 park came it had to be like 2000 and then 2000, um, two, three, four, uh, Beacon Court and Time Warner came into the picture, and that's when it went to 2,000 bucks, but people were going crazy. You went from 1,000 to 2,000, these prices, you know, they said these prices will never last. But by the time Time Warner finished, 2,000 became at least four, if not more. I sold apartments there at double prices, 18 months later, when they were finished. The guy who bought the penthouse paid 17 He sold it for 28 when it was delivered 18 months later in 2004 or five. So all of a sudden, we had a very strong market.
0: That's also a lot of like, I mean, after the, the, the market stock market crash in 2001, then there was a huge recovery leading up to the next 2008, right? So that was right in the middle of that buildup.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, 2004, 5, six, and then in came 15 CPW. We, we used to look at the empty parking lot there. I even had a buyer, he asked the sales agent, he said, what's going to be built there? She said, nothing. Well, three years went by. I brought that particular buyer who had bought at uh, Time Warner, but now the, time, uh, the, the uh, parking lot had become... 15 cpw and it was the same agent he said nothing you have a building there (laughs) Uh, but they they were on the market right around 2500 and i offered it to a french guy and he said what is it going to be five thousand this is crazy he didn't buy today those apartments are eight ten thousand bucks a foot
0: that's probably from what i've read the most profitable condo building to invest in in the last 10, 10 12 years. 15
1: CPW and yeah. time on. But if you bought a $9 million right, apartment yeah, in 15 CPW, by the time it was finished, it was worth $20 million. And you did it all with 10%. You can't beat that. And But then, you know, in came 2008. Everything died again. 15 CPW never lost value, but everything died. We all remember that. That was only 10 years ago. All of a sudden, we couldn't do rentals. It, it all was in the toilet. Not even rentals, no sales. But then 2011, the market picked up again. 56 Leonard came on the market. They saw He sold three penthouses in a day. They were 49 million apiece. And that's oh,
0: right around the time when like, the market... The stock market was getting their bailouts, and all the developers were the ones that were kind of sh- uh, wetting the bed, said, finally, we can get more credit, and started all building at the same time again,
1: right? Between 2008 and 2011, there was no new development. It was very stagnant. The only people you had were the bottom fishers. They, it was like a disease. They, it was like very much like today, except there wasn't as much on the market. They would just bid lower and lower, deals took forever, but all of a sudden, 2011, 2010, people started to build, and all of a sudden you had product on the market, and the market came back, the interest rates were great, 56, Leonard did great, Uh, 157, he was the only game in town, he sold a lot of apartments then. And then uh, we came to a screeching halt again, uh, I guess, what, 2016, 15? Yeah. Uh, And we are where we are today. But this is the cycle. This has been the cycle. Everybody swears nothing New York will never be the same. I've seen it three, four times. I've seen it in 2008. I've seen it in 96. Everybody swears the market will never come back. It's done. It's finished. But then, you know, everything gets sold. The city absorbs and eats everything up. And money comes from somewhere and everything changes again. I I don't know where we are, how long it's going to take. My guess is not too long. All these new apartments coming on the market, they'll all get swallowed up. And you'll have a whole new market. I mean, I've seen this three, four times. And
0: the recovery is probably going to happen really fast. And before... You're able to make a real move if you're planning, you're thinking, and you're buying. You the market.
1: Exactly. I mean, the New York market is so fast and subtle. Just like it goes down, all of a sudden, it's like a virus. People don't even recognize it, you know. In the beginning of 2017, I mean, some knew it, but it just got progressively worse. It was just like a virus. But the same way, it comes up. And the the changes are so subtle and so quick. A lot of people do miss the market. It happens. And hopefully, you know, it will pick up again. Um, You know, nobody can predict how soon, but my guess is quicker than, uh, sooner than later.
0: So just like when you said that, you know, those buildings back in the late 90s, like Westbury, cracked the ceiling of, you know, 1,000 bucks a foot, 2,000 bucks a foot. I mean, in the next five years, are we going to, Skyrocket through 10,000 a foot.
1: I'm sure we will because nothing is happening now. You know uh, Big apartments aren't being sold unless the prices are reduced drastically Everything is stagnant. It just sits still for a while and then all of a sudden 8,000 becomes 12,000 a foot. I'm sure it will but It's all a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, look at the numbers. It was 500 bucks a foot in 96, 20 years later. Now we've got apartments for 10,000 a foot.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, there was, there's a lot more new development, but New York just absorbs it, just gobbles it up. Yeah.
0: I don't think I've seen that speed anywhere else in the in the world in terms Yeah. Of the price increase.
1: I mean in two thousand twelve, how many times did you bring buyers to sales offices at full ask and didn't get it? It happened to me a lot. At 130 West Twelve I had five buyers offering full ask. We only got two apartments. The that other three didn't. Building. Well, great building, but you know, Today, uh, I mean, there was nothing to discuss other than full ask. Um, but right. when the market is strong, that's what happens. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess we'll see if, if we can break those new highs. I mean, maybe establish new levels of luxury like all these buildings have been trying to in the last three, four years. And then see, you know, I guess what the next uh, real ceiling is or, or what happens.
1: Yeah, and every time they build these new buildings, the buildings are improved. I mean, New York developers really deserve a lot of credit. They're very creative, I think, and they have a huge set of balls. There's no other way to describe it because they're always rolling the dice. The market can change on them, Um, but they all have vision. If they don't have vision, they don't last in this market. I mean, uh, 220 Central Park South, they're selling apartments for $60 million. 432, he's selling apartments, uh, you know, for $50, 60000000 And uh, they try and top each other every time. And I think they do a great job. And they're people with great vision. And, you know, they've all gone through... How many times has MacGlobe been in and out? Uh, That was the place for the Drake Hotel. He got beaten up and somehow he managed to keep it. All of these developers, you know, they're they're like the cockroaches. They don't go away. Nothing can erase them. Yeah, 56 Leonard. Look what happened to him. He came back, did it. I think they all deserve a huge uh, medal. God bless him.
0: Um, I guess. That was our take on it. I hope that was useful for anybody. Please send us any emails or comments or any other questions you may have on the history, the present, or the future of different buildings. If we can share with anybody, we'd love to.